0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? I hope you guys are doing well. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and today on DrBoyceTV.com, we're going to talk about Bronny James and a comment made by Mr. Elon Musk. Elon um, upset a lot of people today because he made a remark about Bronny's recent heart attack, and he connected to that jab. And I'm going to talk about not just the comment, but also the reaction to the comment, and then ask intelligent black people what you think in terms of which conversations are acceptable and which ones are off limits. So get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on DrBoysTV.com right now.
1: Here we are, isms, Catechism, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to coast sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same, and buy back your home. Got three degrees. Triple ten, three PhDs, now we on the CNN, DBTV, let's talk about negligence, ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence, please none of what you hear, half of what you see, let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV, are good morning
0: everybody, good morning, welcome to Dr. Boyce TV.com, the home for intelligent black people, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I want to say good morning to everybody, uh, please uh, shout out your city, let me know what city you're from. Uh, I see uh, Cheetah Bot from Kylene, Texas, Larry B. Boca Raton, Uh, Charles Holman out of Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, Put your B1 in the chat also. Just know this platform. We are black first. Uh, We don't discriminate, but we are here for the black community first and foremost. Justin Pender. Uh, My name is Corey. Uh, How you doing? B1 for Baltimore. Good to see you too. Lady Love out of Pittsburgh. Uh, Let's see. Gerald Rogers out of Las Vegas, Nevada, San Antonio for Daniel Williams. Good to see everybody. Good morning. All right. So uh, let me ask you all this question. Uh, How many of you have been uh, paying any sort of attention? Give me a yes or no. How many of you have been paying attention at all to what happened to uh, LeBron James, son, Bronny? Uh, Give me a yes. If you follow this where Bronny, unfortunately, I mean, it's so sad. This 18 year old kid uh, had a heart attack uh, the other day, a cardiac arrest, and uh, his family released the information to the public. And uh, it was just sad and tragic because I've been following Bronny since he was, you know, probably kindergarten. And, uh, you know, and I, I love LeBron. I love the fact that this guy is smart. I love the fact that he has a great wife. I love the fact that he has a great family. I love the fact that he's a great dad. Uh, you know, LeBron is uh, one of my favorite athletes because he follows in the tradition of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant in that he um, is a great athlete. And, you know, the king of, of, of basketball, you know, he, he was for a long time. Uh, but he was different from Michael and Kobe. He was different from Michael and Kobe because Michael, Michael was a smart guy and a great man, but he was kind of—he's known to be kind of a prick. And Kobe kind of took after Michael. Whereas LeBron is not just competitive; he's also collaborative, and uh, he brought a different kind of energy to the sport that I actually just really respect. But they're all smart guys, you know. All three of those guys went on and made, made money after they finished playing and, and did great things. So I, I just really have a lot of respect for them. But anyway, so LeBron and Bronny, uh, you know, they're dealing with a family tragedy. And uh, my heart goes out to them. And I, and I hate the fact that this uh, occurred. I mean, my Lord, you're 18 years old. Your whole life's ahead of you. You know, he just got started at USC. Uh, he's, he's already dealing with what probably is like a tremendous amount of pressure. To try to keep up with his dad. I mean, man, your know, your father is one of the greatest athletes of all time, and you have to try to match up to that. Uh, that that's a lot of pressure, you know. And I respect the fact that he still just chose to play basketball. You know, to try to because a lot of kids, you know, they'll 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 do a sport or and uh, you know some sort of profession that's the complete opposite of what their father did. <laughs> if their father was the best on earth or something, they 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 don't want to try to keep up with that. He, he he stood up to the challenge, and I have a lot of respect and admiration for that. Uh, but anyway, here's what uh it was interesting so after Bronny had his heart attack um it was his cardiac arrest I, I call I'm gonna call it, I'm used heart attack and cardiac arrest interchangeably. I hope that's okay. I'm not a cardiologist I'm not a heart expert so I, I want to make that clear um but after Bronny had his unfortunate incident, Elon Musk uh you know made a comment that uh it's easy to say that it could be seen as inappropriate um. And I'm just going to ask y'all what y'all think, because I I don't I think you can think there are a lot of opinions on this. But he basically says um, we cannot ascribe everything to the vax. I'm going to say vax because, you know, they, they ban certain words online, certain words you can't even say. But by the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing. Myocarditis is a known side effect. The only question is whether it is rare or common. Well, let me just tell you, when when he made that remark, ooh, buddy, people went ballistic. People were angry at Musk for making that comment. But you know what? I don't listen to the world. I listen to intelligent black people. And I want to ask y'all, a lot of y'all are very smart people in here. And, so, and I, know, I know a lot of y'all. Some of y'all have medical degrees and PhDs and master's degrees. And some of y'all may not even have a lot of formal education, but your thinkers and your readers. What do you think? Give me a yes or no if you think that there might be some credibility to Musk's remarks. Give me a yes if you think that it's possible that this 18-year-old suddenly plopping down of a heart attack could be related to the conversation that that the public is not even allowed to have. How how many of you think that maybe there's something to this? Or or Put a no if you think it's just nonsense. It's conspiracy theories. He's just talking out of the side of his ass. How dare you, Mr. White Man, say something that is unsanctioned by the U.S. government? Uh, you know, uh, how many of you feel like there's a possibility or at least think it's worthy of having the conversation? Nicole says yes, Lady Love says no. Okay, Les Jennings, yes, California Don, yes. Uh Vera Day, yes. Charles Nelson says, I don't know. That's a good answer too. Uh William Irving, everybody knows. What it is, but nobody has the courage anymore to say, to say it. Say it. It's called truth. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me say. You know, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Um. If you didn't participate in the big shenanigan called pandemic 2020, if you didn't participate, like if you didn't get any shots, if you didn't, you know, do what they told you to do. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. The the pandemic was one of the greatest public health economic calamities in recent American history. And we've had some calamities in this country. We've had some clown moments. But this was absolutely clownish in so many ways. Um, It was handled inappropriately in so many ways. Just the fact that they threw away, you know, trillions of dollars. Just by dumping money on the economy, literally sending people PPP payments and checks and loans without any verification. Didn't even verify to see if you really had a business. And next thing you know, people going to prison 20 years because they, they filled out the paperwork and got loans and went out and bought Bentleys and Rolexes and all that. I mean, you know, and, now, and then you had an inflation problem because you were pumping all this money into the economy. And we've been fighting inflation for two three years. Y'all y'all do understand this, right? Like that's the economic Ridiculousness of the pandemic is that your your government officials are just a bunch of dummies. They're just so stupid. I couldn't believe that they did it that way. It made no sense to me whatsoever. But it makes sense if you look at the way political incentives are set up. They work for these corporations. They use the U.S. government as a money grab. They, you know, uh, they use it as an opportunity for them to pursue individual agendas without thinking about what's best for this country. And they show us hell ain't thinking about what's best for your health. They show us hell ain't thinking about what's good for the American people. They show they they definitely aren't thinking about you. So I'm gonna just say this: look, I'm not here to tell you whether or not you think you can agree or disagree with what Elon Musk said. I'm just here to tell you that maybe there's some thought here in terms of whether or not we should ask, like, why are certain conversations completely off limits? Why is it just, you know, like, and, and this is the thing, this is the, this is the politics coming out in my in my mind. This is me. I'm a, I'm a thinker. I think a lot. I watch everything. I observe things. I, I live with a smart black woman who also has a PhD. So we we're constantly analyzing things. So when Musk made this comment that maybe Bronny's, you know, Bronny's um, heart attack was related to that jab. I looked at the news headlines, particularly from right and left-wing outlets. I mean, we don't have real journalism anymore. I, apparently, they changed the laws, and now anybody anybody with a laptop can call themselves a journalist. So you got these really biased platforms that don't even report news. Let, look at this headline from the Daily Beast. Elon Musk immediately spreads vax garbage after Bronny James' medical scare. Aren't you supposed to be—this is— um, what was it? The Daily Beast. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be journalists? I taught for 13 years at Syracuse University. They had one of the best journalism schools in the country. We produced some of the top leading journalists of all, Bob Costas, Mike Tirico, people like that on that caliber. And, and I'm not an expert in journalism, but if I'm not mistaken, one of the tenets of journalism is that you're supposed to be unbiased. You're supposed to present facts and let people make their own decision. You're not supposed to come in and call an idea garbage just because it doesn't fit your personal politics. So right there, that tells me that you're garbage, your outlet is garbage, and that you're not doing anything for anybody except yourself. You're you're filling up your own bank account by feeding into the division that is causing millions of Americans to be so pissed off every day that they don't even talk to each other anymore. If this country goes down, mark my words, y'all, mark my words. If this country goes down and we start settling our elections in blood, it's going to be because we've got these right-wing and left-wing media outlets that are making money by fueling the flames of division among the American people. So so if you ever I have to read up this statement periodically so people understand where I'm coming from. So if you ever come by this platform, and you say, Lord Jesus, this guy, boys, he's he's supposed to be a finance professor. Why would he be talking about politics? Well, because if you want to understand American politics, all you got to do is follow the money, just follow the money. So these media outlets, like the Daily Beast and Fox News, and all them that that make money, because Fox News they just got sued for almost a uh, trillion dollar. Was it? What was it? How many? Was it? No, it was almost a billion. I think almost a billion dollars. I said almost a trillion. That's that's a stupid number. Um, almost a billion dollars because they were lying during the election. They you know they were going around and saying things that simply had not been proven. So so they all lie. You know they all lie. And the thing that bothers me is that all this lying for money. It's so harmful to society because people don't know who to believe. They, they, they can't get to the truth. Here's another headline. Uh, I, I can't remember which publication this was. It says, Elon Musk uses Brownie James' cardiac arrest to spread anti-vax conspiracy theory. Thank you, Nikki McCann Ramirez. You're showing me that you're not a real journalist. Because real journalists don't write headlines like that. You're, you're just a blogger, apparently. You're, you're a lady with an opinion. Um, join the club. Everybody has an opinion. Um, You know, what's another headline I saw? Uh, Elon Musk slammed for pushing anti-vax conspiracy theory in response to LeBron James' son Bronny suffering cardiac arrest. So so here's my point. Here's what I'm getting at. I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm not telling you that you should think that Bronny's heart attack was related to the shot. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying this. And, and this is where I'm going to go on a limb with this, is that if you got a son, I don't know if any of y'all got a son, a nephew, um, a baby daddy, a husband, a brother. You better go do the due diligence to find out if there might be a possible side effect that could cost him his life. I mean, you bet you bet not let Dr. Fauci shut down any and all conversations about that pandemic. That might lead you to the information that you need in order for you to make the best decision for your family. And if you want to know why I'm partly partly why I'm passionate about this, not just because I was pissed off by the way they handled the pandemic, but I'm also passionate about it because I had a relative who got a shot, a close relative that I trust very much, who got one of those shots. It was one of those double dose things, a J&J. He got the shot. And then a couple days later, 38 years old, he was in the hospital having uh, what he thought was a heart attack. I am not making this up. There's no political agenda behind me sharing this story. This is a true story from a person that is not at all politically uh, driven. He's not, he's not an extremist. He's not a big mouth. He's not, a, he's not into liberal conservative stuff. He just got the shot because that's what they told him to do and he was in the hospital with a heart attack a couple of days later. I'm not making this up, y'all. And a lot of y'all are coming up and telling stories about loved ones that you've had, who've had some crazy side effects. And I'm not sitting here trying to tell you what the opinion should be, but I'm just sitting here trying to ask, who is deciding that we are not even allowed to have the conversation? That's the part that I, I, that I want y'all to get. I, I hope you get what I'm saying. Give me a yes if you follow what I'm saying. I'm not telling you what to say, what to think. I'm just saying, How come we're not hearing all the voices? You know, I I saw a guy named Dr. Peter McCullough, and um, I can't put his face on the screen because I don't have it with me, but Dr. Peter McCullough, I looked up his background, and this guy was, I think he was like the head of cardiology at Baylor University or something, and I looked up Baylor's medical school. They have a really good medical school. It's one of the best medical schools in the country, and he was like the head of cardiology or something. At Baylor, let me double check that. Let me make sure I get this right because I don't want to say it wrong because then y'all, then people will say it's misinformation. Um, but this dude didn't have shady credentials. That's my point. It wasn't like he got his his degree at you know at McDonald's University. He didn't go to he didn't go to go to the University of Phoenix online. No disrespect if you did, but you know he didn't he didn't get his degree on on the internet. Um, he really got a real degree at at a top university and had become one of the top medical profession professionals in his field, and so he's a guy that has been um, vocal about the about the jab, and uh, and he's kind of said, you know, look, there there are some problems here, there could be some issues here, and um and here we go. I got his information in front of me. Check this out, Dr. Peter McCullough. Some of y'all might have heard of him. He is, listen to this, y'all. Tell me, give me a yes. If, if like, if I just read this and it wasn't linked to politics, would you believe that he actually has credentials or would you think he was a quack? What do y'all think? He's 60 years old. He's an American cardiologist. He was the vice chief of internal medicine at Baylor university medical school and a professor at Texas A&M university. The first thing they say on his Wikipedia page is that during the pandemic, He promoted misinformation about the treatment and MRNA vaccines. So literally, without even thoroughly examining what people are saying, without allowing for public debate, without allowing the public to process the information for themselves, they immediately say, no, 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 no. Don't listen to that guy. He's he's misinformation, y'all. He's just misinformation. Well, you know, I kind of want to hear what the good doctor has to say, because when it comes to me and my family, I'm not letting the government. Make decisions for me. I'm not doing that. I'm just not going to do that. I want all the information. And I'm going to just tell all y'all, look, my wife is a professor just like me. And that's all we did during the pandemic was we would watch C-SPAN. We stopped watching uh, left wing and right wing media. We did not watch MSNBC. We did not watch Fox. Uh, We watched C-SPAN. And the reason we watched C-SPAN is because C-SPAN would not summarize the press conference for you. They would not tell you what Biden said they will show you Biden saying it. They would not tell you what Trump said. They will allow you to watch the words come out of his mouth so you can hear exactly what he said. And uh, and what we noticed was that by the time uh, the press conference got to MSNBC and Fox, by the time they summarized it for you and interpreted it for you, what they said will be completely different from what the person actually stated. So, so what I'm saying is that these political biases have infected American public discourse. They've infected, I mean, the, one of the biggest viruses in America is the virus of misinformation. That absolutely 100% true. But the biggest sign that misinformation is prevalent in this society is that the people who are spreading the most misinformation are the ones who are the arbiters of misinformation. The people who are most guilty of spreading misinformation are the ones who will ban anybody who has a differing opinion and then accuse them of having misinformation. So, so the criminal is the cop. The cop is the criminal. Do you understand what I'm saying? The, 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 the cop shows up and says, no, he's a crook, y'all. He's a criminal. But really, the cop is the actual criminal. May, or maybe they're both criminals. But but one person is saying, I'm good. I'm pure. I'm honest. Oh, but that other person over there, he's a complete liar. When really, maybe both of y'all lying a little bit. Maybe both of y'all have a bias. Maybe both of you have an agenda. And then at the end of the day, you end up looking crazy because you don't know who to believe. Look, I'm going to tell you like this. If I was friends with LeBron, if LeBron hears this, man, I would tell you, brother, I don't know. Again, I don't know. You can't go back in time. You can't change whether whether he got this shot or not. But what I will say is, man, you got to protect your family, dude. And you have to make decisions as a man. That are going to be decisions based on all the information. You can't let, you know, what's popular make the decision for you. You can't let what's politically correct make the decision for you. You can't, you know, I I, I, I um, let me just tell you all like this. And by the way, do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button while you can. Please hit that thumbs up button, the notification bell, stuff like that. And by the way, if you want to follow me on Instagram, that's my new Instagram. I uh, I guess I, I must be a misinformation guy I was reading Dr. Claude Anderson books online and they and the, and the Zuckerbergs banned me from <laughs> from from Instagram. But uh, I do have a backup Instagram page. So if you want to follow me, maybe that'll get banned, too. I don't know. But uh, but anyways, Dr. Boy's Finance and it's a smaller page anyway. So it's, it allows more intimate conversations without all the bots and stuff. Uh, and, and, and also one other thing I'll mention is that the all black national convention uh, where we, we gather intelligent black people who care about the community. One of the cool things about the convention is that because we don't accept corporate sponsorship from major corporations and we don't accept money from Democrats or Republicans, we're able to have those discussions. So we had a panel during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic. We had a panel where we had some doctors on the panel who were in favor of the jab so that people could hear from them and hear their point of view. And we had doctors on the panel who were against the jab. And we had people even like people like Dr. Christina Parks, who has a Ph.D., in molecular biology, who really upset a lot of people because she gave that testimony in the Michigan House of Representatives, and she specifically talked about Black people. Dr. Parks, I know her very well, she loves Black people, and she said that this is dangerous for Black people. That was her opinion. That was her view. Rizza Islam came to the convention, and I guarantee you that you'll, you won't see Riza Islam getting invited to the Congressional Black Caucus Convention because they're not allowed to have that conversation. Well, why? Well, because the people that pay the bills will not allow black people to have certain discussions. Uh, he will not be invited to the NAACP convention. Why? Well, because the people that pay the bills will not allow black people to have that discussion. And so what I'm saying to you guys, and I, and I hope that you can hear this, some people can't hear it. Some people get caught up in the noise, is I'm not telling you what your opinion needs to be. I know you. some of y'all want me to Tell you what I think, you know, so you can do what I say and tell you to do. And I'm not here to tell you to do that. I'm just here to tell you that anybody who blocks you from information, anybody who tells you your opinion before you've made it up yourself. That person is not your friend that that person. can. How are you going to be my friend when I'm trying to figure out what's best for my family? I'm the head of my household, not you. I'm trying to make these decisions, not you. But you come to no, 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 no! Don't, don't, don't listen to him. Yeah, yeah. He has a Harvard degree, but that was—he's a quiet because Harvard isn't a very good school, and they don't train people very well. So, so, so he's 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 misinformation. Sorry, guys. Let me know if you can hear me. Okay, I I uh, I hit a button And <laughs> when when I hit a magic. Y'all know how y'all know how my podcast is. When I when I hit the wrong button, crazy things happen. So give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me. Okay. Let me know if you can hear me all right, because I want to make sure I'm coming through okay. And that actually was, was a, 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 an alarm to let me know that I got a meeting in a few minutes. So so it's a, it's like my stop yapping alarm. And while we're at it, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. You're watching DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. I have a new book out called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. It is an Amazon bestseller. Uh, it is an incredibly good book. I think you guys are going to love it. Uh, if you'd like to get a copy, uh, you can go to my website. My website is Boyce. Watkins.com and you can even get an autograph copy uh, in my kids. Literally my kids run our family business and they will ship the book to your house with my autograph in that book if that's what you want. And also have a series called Black American Money that I wrote when I was on the faculty of Syracuse. Uh, feel free to take a look at that. And uh, and so we, we've been doing this for a while. Uh, you know, we've had we've had chances to talk to a lot of people and, and hopefully impact the culture. And, uh, you know, I remember when uh, Charlemagne was doing his thing at um, the Wendy Williams show and then on The Breakfast Club and all that, uh, they were gracious enough to have me on several times. And then also we were able to play a part in getting other great people on there like uh, Louis Farrakhan, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, Teresa. Uh, Nasheed uh, all these voices that, and I'm really proud to play a part in that because um, it, it was because it wasn't just about me. It wasn't just about me sort of. I know I know I'm I can be divisive because I'm very clear and direct about what I say. I really want people to hear from a lot of different voices. You know, that's one of the biggest things I think in, as a community is you, you're not hearing from all the people that really love you. You're not hearing from all the people that have something good to say. You're not hearing from all the people that are intelligent, you know, that, that are smart. That you, You're only hearing from the rappers or the politicians or the bootleg pastors and, and people that just don't really um, have the skill set to lead a community, right? So uh, the reason I love people like the Farrakhans and the Dr. Claus is because y'all need to learn from the elders. Y'all need to hear from the people that have been in this game for a minute. Uh, Farrakhan is, uh, I love him and I respect him because he's seen the dirty tricks of the CIA and the FBI. You know, Dr. Claude Anderson has seen the dirty tricks of the federal government. Uh, you know they understand the game at a level that we don't understand. So don't go listen to some. Don't just you know you you know when you turn. Don't what I'm saying is that a community for good leadership. I, I'm, I'm jumbling my words here, but a community looking for good leadership should not be turning to a 75 year old elder who can tell you how things were in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. You need to turn to a professor James Small. You need to hear from people like that. You need to hear from, um, you know, uh, uh, um, you need to learn about your Marcus Garvey's. Marcus isn't here with us anymore, but he had one of the greatest models of black economic power in the history of all mankind. So effectively, this is what we do. This is what the goal has always been. When I was on The Breakfast Club a bunch of times, I just told Charlemagne. like, I don't really want to keep going on The Breakfast Club because I'd rather see other people that – Have other opinions and other perspectives who can reach people that I cannot reach. So we've been we've been at this and and we're doing it. We're getting it done. We're changing the culture. And uh, one other great cultural thing that we do is the All Black National Convention, and uh, it's the the leading gathering on earth of intelligent Black people. And it's going to happen in Atlanta, uh, October 20th through the 22nd. Uh, If you'd like to learn more, or if you have a Black-owned business and you want to be a vendor, or you want us to market your business on this platform, uh, our our people they buy Black. They love Black people. They love Black businesses. Uh, so if you just go to allblacknationalconvention.com, I'd be more than happy to uh, work with you as a partner, assuming that your business works for what we're trying to do. We can't partner with everybody, but uh, but we do partner with with black-owned black, and black owned companies. All right, so anyway, let's keep going. Let's let's jump back in. Let's, let's finish this uh, conversation up. All right, so we were talking about Bronnie James and Elon Musk's comments about Bronnie and basically where Elon uh, caught some heat because he was basically saying that, uh, that, the, that Bronnie's heart attack might have been linked to— uh, to th- this, this jab. And, uh, and so this, this jab, uh, you know, I, I think honestly, um, how many of y'all get, let's be honest. Let's ask each other an honest question for a minute. Give me a yes or no. How many of you, when you first heard about the heart attack, how many of you immediately thought about that? Like how many of y'all immediately were like, Oh, <laughs> you know, like how many of you, I, I don't know how many of you were kind of like, Oh man, you know, like almost like it's like the elephant in the room in a way where, it's like the thing that they won't let you talk about, but the universe is making them talk about it. Like like that's how I feel. I feel almost like like when Damar Hamlin from the from the Buffalo Bills just fell out on national TV. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you this. When Damar Hamlin fell out on national TV of a heart attack and people got to watch a really super healthy 27 28 year old man Just drop out, you know, in this Monday Night Football, which is the most highly rated um, football game of the entire week. I kind of felt like that, like, you know, that uh, color purple song, God is trying to tell you something. (laughs) Like, it's almost like, like, y'all, like they're trying so hard to not even have this discussion, but the universe is making them have the discussion. You know, the the people are starting to talk, people are looking and saying, hold up, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, you know, now don't get me wrong. Young people have been having heart attacks for a long time. When I was in college, there was a, a great black man named Daryl Van Meter at the University of Kentucky, and he was 19. And I talked to Daryl that morning. I saw him on the way to the cafeteria. That afternoon, he was playing basketball, and he just died from a heart attack that day. You know, died, gone. He was a great young, he was a smart young guy. I think he would have done amazing things in his life. And um, so, so this has been happening. This was long before the pandemic. So, so, so we know. That there are, you know, these rare instances where eighteen healthy eighteen-year-olds can drop from heart issues. Uh, what isn't being discussed? What I would like to know. Here's what I'd like to know, y'all. This is this is it. You know, anybody who's a skeptic, go get this data from me. I'd like to know how many young people die from heart attacks in a typical year. You know, say before. 2020, 20, 20, right? you know, let's go back to 2015, 2014, 2013, or even before that. How many young people were dying each year of heart attacks then versus how many young people are dying of heart attacks now? That is one simple data point that they could provide that I don't really see them sort of talking about or publicizing, right? I think that anybody who wants to prove that it's misinformation should. Uh, provide that data, just show that data. You know, uh, in you know, you, you guys are crazy. It's not the jab. In twenty in twenty seventeen, you know, 00001 percent of eighteen year olds died of heart attacks. Um, in twenty twenty three, it's still the same percentage. If that's the case, then then case closed. Do y'all get what I'm saying? Like, like let's be fair with this, right? Let's. I think you should be fair. I think you should be open minded. Because remember, you're talking about health. You're not talking about Something that's just your opinion. You're talking about something that's life or death, right? So so to me, if you're really trying to get to the truth, just prevent, present that simple data point. That simple data point would, um, you know, would, would just kind of solve everything. But, but they won't even really talk about that. They just basically have this very Nazi-like policy that says anybody who even questions anything about this is going to be instantly labeled as misinformation. That right there is if you don't see the corruption, then I, I can't help you. I don't know. I, can't, I, I I question your intelligence. If you don't understand how corrupt it is to literally um, eliminate anybody who has an, an opinion different from your own and you don't see the, the politics of that, that's what politics is about. That's what a lot of a lot of countries, do. corrupt countries do this all the time. You just eliminate your political enemies. Right. You just d- define them as being bad people. You put them in jail. You do whatever. And then you don't have any competition anymore. You can have absolute power. That It happens all the time. Right. And uh, and so ultimately, this is what I really see here is that, you know, that the country moved backward because of this pandemic. And what really frightens me, and this is where the long term price will be paid, is that the next time that there's another pandemic, And if let's say that there's another virus that comes along that's really killing people, let's say that that it kills, you know, 50 times more people than the previous one. You're going to have a lot of people die because they're not going to believe a single thing that the government says. And that's the problem. You're going to have a lot of people that aren't going to make it because the government killed its credibility by not allowing open debate amongst leading scholars on a very important issue. And so, uh, so this is where I give a shout out to the Joe Rogans and people like that of the world who simply said, you know, screw you and your accusations of misinformation. We're going to allow people to have the conversation and we're going to listen to everybody. I think that's the best approach. That's what I do. Um, and I encourage everybody in here, listen to people who disagree with you because that will make you a smarter person in general. Okay. So if you're a liberal, go listen to some conservatives. If you're a conservative, go listen to some liberals, you know, try to understand where they're coming from. And then that way. You can you can just be a better person, you know. Uh, you know, like I, I'm not, for example, I'm not a Marxist or anything, but I enjoy reading Karl Marx and his critiques of capitalism. He has really good critiques of capital. and and a lot of the critiques Karl Marx has of capitalism are critical crit- critiques you'll hear on this platform. He Karl Marx said that capitalism uh, causes you to spend all your life at the factory, uh, or, the, or the corporate plantation. He said capitalism causes you to, uh, to you know, it, it destroys families and and, and, and puts, makes people into cogs in the wheel. It, it harms the workers. All these are things that I've said. I've been like, yeah, wow, this is really good. He's absolutely 100% correct. I don't want to be a Marxist, but I'm going to listen, right? So so listen to people who differ from you. Those are, That just makes life better for you anyway, right? So, so give me a yes if we can agree that that's our goal, to just be smarter people and to be better human beings. Uh, by by listening to each other, I think that that will go a long way. All right, so uh, anyway, I'm going to get out of here. I got this meeting. Um, I think I'm late for the meeting. No, I'm not. I'm not late. I'm not late. So uh, anyway, have a good... Um, yeah, communism doesn't work, Doc. <laughs> well, in practice, you're right. You're actually... <laughs> but then again, capitalism. Look at the United States. <laughs> capitalism ain't working too good either. The way they're running capitalism in the United States with all the greed and everything else, it's it's going to get messy. The United States, just so you know, you're living in a country that's on the decline. I want to I make that clear. Uh, this this country is not going to be the same 50, 60 years from now. America will not maintain its superpower status uh, for many reasons, one of which is that you don't even care about your children. You don't even educate your kids. The fact that we spend all this money educating kids more than every other country damn near, and our kids are coming out, can't even read, can't write, can't compete, uh, that right there is uh, one variable alone that is going to lead to the Destruction of the country long term, but then you can go into other areas like why do you spend so much on healthcare but your healthcare sucks? Uh, why do you spend uh, you know why do you spend more money incarcerating people than you spend actually improving their lives and making them better? Uh, you know just if you I mean you can just keep going down the list. Why 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 does CEO pay keep going up while worker wages uh, remain flat and continue to go down despite all this inflation? Like there are so many things happening in this country that are harmful and backwards and going to destroy this nation. I cannot. I cannot. The list would be too long for me to recite it all right now. So just understand, you know, you got to get ready for this. Uh, This is another reason why I encourage all intelligent black people calling all intelligent black people. you got to invest for your kids. You have to prepare for the future because the future is going to be even grimmer than the present. And the present is pretty grim. The amount of debt that your government is in thirty two trillion dollars. Is incredibly large. It's way too high for the amount of income that the, the country generates. So they're going to start taxing people more. And uh, the politicians don't care about you. They work for the corporations. That's why. So so it's, it's interesting. The capitalism and the money is part of what made your country so powerful. But it's also part of what is going to destroy your country. So think of the capitalism. Think of the, the economics of this country, almost like cocaine. Right. If, if a person just to be just objective about it without bias, if a person's really tired and they really got to work a, a few more hours and they're working on something important, I'm sure like there was a time where somebody said, oh, let's try this little drug and it'll kind of perk you up. Right. And so maybe theoretically, again, I don't I've never tried this. I, I don't I don't touch drugs. But theoretically, there was a time where somebody could have like a tiny bit of coke and it would kind of get them going. Right. You know, they, they it's a nice pick me up. Right. But then what happens? Why do you not mess around with those drugs? Well, because then you can become a drug addict and you get to the point where you're abusing the drug and then the, the, the bad starts to outweigh the good. And so capitalism is like economic cocaine. It's, it's, it's basically something that's a little pick me up. It's like, OK, if you're struggling economically, yeah, some capitalist principles can get your economy going, create some opportunities, create some possibilities where there were none. It can be good for society. But if you go too far, like America has, and you start letting people abuse it and you start allowing greed to infect your system, well, then guess what? You become a drug addict and then the bad starts to outweigh the good. And that's what's happened to America. America. America has begun to abuse the economic cocaine called capitalism and we're and, and it's causing us to be a country on the decline. Like so there's no reason, for example, that we should have these billionaires, these people run around with a hundred billion dollars in the bank while people are out here starving half to death and you got a homelessness problem all around around this country. There's no reason why these corporations should be making money hand over fist and people can't even get access to mental health facilities you know it's I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy right and, you know but but then when you go to the rich and you say hey we're going to increase your taxes by 1% they, they use the shenanigans of a Fox News to say, oh, you're you're taxing the job creators and you're destroying America and blah, 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 blah. And then next thing you know, it doesn't get passed. And then also the way the uh, corporations keep from being taxed and the billionaires keep from being taxed is they simply buy off your politicians. Why? Well, because politicians are basically cheap political whores. They, these, are, these are not expensive whores. These are not high price hoes. They, they $2 hoes. And so basically they'll go buy these $2 hoes on Capitol Hill. And the next thing you know, they're passing laws like Joe Biden and Bill Clinton Clinton did when they passed that law, basically blocking you from being able to declare bankruptcy on your student loans. If they had never passed that law, there would be no student loan crisis. God bless Elizabeth Warren. She was the only politician I know of who predicted back in 2007. She said, if you pass this law that keeps people from uh, being able to declare student loans on their bankruptcy, you're going to have a student loan debt crisis unlike anything you have ever seen and they passed it anyway. Now look at where we are 15 years later. We've got a student loan crisis that is literally one of the great economic bubbles that once it pops, it's going to drop the economy into a deep recession because your student loan debt is kicking you in the ass. Everybody knows it, but you can't get rid of it. Why? Well, because the corporations went and bought your politicians. The American people did not ask for that. Not one of you anywhere, I'm sure I know for a fact, not one of you called your local politician and said, I want you to pass a law that says that I can't ever get rid of my student loans, and my student loans are gonna be a financial STD that I can't get rid of. None of y'all asked for that. Well, where did it come from? Well, it came from the, the billionaires and the corporations because they needed bouncers. They needed loan. They needed uh, like those hitmen that, you know, those those, bill, those loan collectors for the mob, the guys that show up and break your legs and kick your ass in order to make you pay the bills. They needed an enforcer. And the best enforcer on earth is the U.S. government. Why? Well, because they're backed by the power of the greatest military on the planet. So they go and they buy the government and they use them as economic enforcers to force you into paying your student loans, even when you ain't got the money. So effectively, you end up so stuck in debt that you become a sharecropper, a modern day sharecropper, because you're forced to go to work to repay a debt that will never be repaid. I want you all to be liberated from all of that. i i i I just i hope i hope you heard me when i just broke that whole system down for you because i really want you and your children liberated from all that so you got to get away from these systems these systems are terrible they're harmful. They're going to destroy you. Don't let that happen. All right. But they can be beautiful, wonderful, and, and and exhilarating if you use them in the right way. All right. So anyway, let me get out of here, guys. I got this meeting. It started one minute ago, so now I'm officially late. Uh, but I, I don't regret a thing because I enjoy talking to y'all. Uh, if you want to get uh, Dr. Boyce um, profit alerts uh, sent to you via text, I will send you stocks each week that I, that I actually buy myself for my family. Uh, just text the word stock to 31996. Uh, and uh, this stock to three one nine nine six. That's right there on the screen. Also, this podcast is on Spotify. I'll also send you our five dollar a day investing plan from the black business school. where We've helped over 10 million of our people uh, buy stock for the first time. I will send you a training I did on how to make money without working and I'll send you lots of other free stuff from the black business school. So feel free to uh, text the word stock to three one nine nine six and also follow me on Spotify. Uh, I do just look up my name. and You'll find me there. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good day. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I will check in with you guys later. Be good. Peace.
1: Here we are, clan the cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to Coach I for three. What did he say? Uh, Create jobs, support our own, educate the singer, buy back your home got three degrees, triple ten, three three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we, we can, can turn, turn into intelligence. intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. We are all day.